Hey everybody, it's Erin Strayer here and I want to thank you for joining us this afternoon and taking a moment out of your time to come and hang out with us here at the Perspective Shifters. And what this platform is all about and why I do what I do is specifically, one, to hang out with guest experts, um, bringing situations and solving problems and, and highlighting them and what they do and why they're important to us. Um, but we're solving problems too, right? And it's specifically to highlight fellow colleagues and women entrepreneurs that are out there. So my name's Erin Strayer. I am the chief perspective shifter, <laughs> but I am an accelerated business strategist and I help you get clear focused program alignment, um, optimizing and leveraging um, your outcomes and turning what you do into fantastic outcomes um, and up in that ROI for you. So we have today with us, I'm going to put her on screen, I think in just a second. Um, we have Robin Byrne with us today, and I'm super, super, super excited to have her with us. Um, and I'm going to talk about Robin for just a second while she's right there with us. Um, I've known Robin for probably pushing three years, maybe now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Robin is um, Robin and I were in a group together, a year-long program that we had enlisted in, and uh, we kind of by default were assigned as um, collaborators inside of this program, and we kind of held each other accountable doing our program and putting that out there and in, in, in the what we had to learn together. But Robin is an extremely talented, very very gifted um, clinical social worker and therapist. She owns her own her own. Um, treatment center in Phoenix, um, and she's also a certified meditation moderator. Um, she is trained at length with um, very, very reputable gurus um, to train and to be a trainer of meditation, and she incorporates that practice with her clients that she currently um, treats. One of the cool things about Robin and her treatment center that I find very, very fascinating is um, she specializes not only in addictions and depression and the normal things that therapists concentrate on, but she also does this really cool thing with thinking disorders. <laughs> um, and she's constantly in front of leaders and helping them collaborate and, and bring forward other thought processes into how they perform as a leader. So why we have Robin with us today um, is to talk about that. So I have a couple rules um, prior to uh, going live with Robin and letting her talk because it's all about her today. <laughs> um, is I have a couple rules and the first one is, hey, if you're here, say hi, let us know that you're here. Let us know, we can see that people are online, but we don't necessarily know who you are unless you say hi. So um, put, put it in the comments that you're here, we'll, we'll give you a little shout out. Um, and that's meaning that you gotta participate with us, right? So um, interact with us, let us know what's going on. If you have questions, put it in the comments, we'll address them. Um, and then the other thing is to make sure that you share this video and get that word out there and what we're gonna, what we're gonna talk about today. So if you're here, Say hey, and we will roll forward. So, Robin, hi. Hello. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. And we're talking about today how to incorporate specifically meditation into your leadership role and why that's important. Yes. So, so of course. Of course, what? Meditation is one of my most favorite things to talk about. Uh-huh. Yeah. Why? <laughs> because it has such a huge impact on our lives. 
if we can learn how to calm down our really busy heads, and I don't know about everybody, but I have a really, really busy head. And it's often challenging to get it to slow down enough to do the work that I actually needed to do. So meditation is one of those skills that we can learn to calm our brains down enough so that we can focus and pay attention to the work we need to do and accomplish the tasks we need to accomplish, whether it's business or personal. Yeah, it's, um, you know, for me, it's it's a mandatory in my, uh, it's a non-negotiable, that's one of my favorite words, <laughs> um, now in my routine of my day, um, but it wasn't always that way. It was really hard to start this practice. Um, yeah. But it, yeah, do you have any like little clues on how to recommend if somebody's starting or this is like a brand new thought process to them? What is meditation? What's it do for us? Why do we want to incorporate it into our world? You know, just a little background on that. And we'll then we'll dive into the, the nitty gritty. Sure. And starting any sort of new practice takes time and patience and effort. So the first step in that is to keep your expectations relatively low. It's going to take time to learn this. Anytime you've mastered some tasks since the day you were born, since learning how to walk or riding a bike, it took repetition and practice. And meditation is not unlike any of those. You have to keep doing them over and over again to get some sense of mastery. And during that process, we'll fall off the wagon. We'll not do so well some days. and We'll do better others. So being kind to ourselves is another one of those important concepts as we learn to navigate this world of quiet, which is really uncomfortable for many of us. Yeah, yeah, that's super hard. You know, I think all of us, especially women, um, we're super hard on ourselves and we tend to to quit or give up yes. if we can't master it right off the bat. Well, and the interesting thing about meditation is that we call it a practice, not because it's a skill that we have mastered completely, but that we're continuously practicing and working towards improving our outcomes. So we never completely master, but we always practice and we practice and practice and practice. And you know, as well as I do, anything takes practice. I don't care if you're shooting hoops or if you're swimming the pool or if you're walking around the block and you want to go two blocks, you know, um, you have to build up that endurance, right? Yes. So, which is yes. the practice part of it. Um, do you have any, so for some of the people, I know there's a couple people on here with us. Um, let us know you're here. If you're here, say hi in the comments and we'll give you a little shout out. Um, but um, for me, when I started, um, this was kind of at the forefront of, of changing and this total shift that I had made. Um, and I, somebody had suggested to me, hey, you're no different than an appointment or a client or, you know, the dentist office. Make yourself a priority and put it on yourself on your schedule. You know, yeah. like actually schedule yourself that time and start like see yourself on your schedule, like you're a priority to do it. And for me, that was a huge shift in my head to start that practice. Now it's just a have to. For many of us, we think we have to sit down and be quiet for 20 minutes and we don't always have 20 minutes. So I would suggest if you're starting this practice to start with one minute yeah. and then eventually work up to two. 
and that one minute of meditation is one minute more than you had before you started the practice. So everything you do counts. And yeah. one all you can do, do one minute and be, you know, excited that you got one minute in. And then you start to develop that habit and that idea of and making sure it's on your list of things to do. I, I follow what's called RPM, which is rise meditate, which means I get up, I go to the bathroom, and then I sit down and meditation. And one I of do. the benefits of that <laughs> is that waking up becomes a little bit gentler. So that you're not waking up, the alarm goes off, you run out of bed and start your day. You're actually getting up and sitting in quiet, which is very restful. So it's almost like you wake up to rest, which is a whole lot sweeter way to wake up than to wake up and run. Yeah, yeah. I I feel that that's huge for me too. And, and keeping all the static noise, you know, the noise of the house, the noise of the lights, the interaction of your you know all your electronics you know keep those off for the moment that, that you go in um and, and it's funny in my personal practice i feel like when i get up and i do that my day my day is is scheduled my, you know what i mean and it just flows my um i feel like i have more time in my day i don't know how that happens but it just seems like i have when i get up and i spend 10 or 15 minutes if that's what i have it feels like I have 10 or 15 more minutes or an hour more in my day because I feel like I've set it up properly. Um, and when you wake up in the morning, you're in about the most calm state you're going to be in all day long. Your cortisol levels are, you know, right where they need to be. Your testosterone levels are good. Your you know, breathing is soft and natural. And if you could envision that your tank is filled because sleep is the number one cure for stress. So you've gotten your sleep, you're waking up, you're in a good place. And now you add this extra little boost. It's like topping off your tank, getting a little extra additive that makes your day run more efficiently and better. So you've started your day at your best and then a little bit of an extra boost. It's like the, yeah, it's like the topping, right? <laughs> the frosting. <laughs> and then you yeah. use it your day and you're ready for it because you've centered yeah. yourself, you're relaxed, your mind is calm, your body is relaxed, and it's a great place to start. And then you can run, but start with resting. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was, I was really excited to have you on to talk about how specifically how meditation, you know, because we're all leaders, every single one of us um, that are out there, if we're a female entrepreneur, we're a boss, um, we lead, we are in and out of people's lives, we mentor people, we're, we're go-to people for in resources. Um, how, let's, let's kind of walk through how setting our day up with meditation is going to make us be a better manager, coach, leader, guru, resource person, whatever that leadership role is tagged. What, talk to, let's talk about mm -hmm. that. So one of the benefits of meditation helps to become more empathetic to understand the needs of not only your employees, if you're managing employees, but also of the clients that you're serving. So that increased empathy helps you like fine tune, dial in to better understand what the needs of your organization, your employees and yourself are so that you can make decisions based on that perspective first. 
Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, that's huge, you know, and I think, I think, you know, to drive that fact in a little bit harder, when we tap into ourselves, we're a little bit more able to tap into others. Am I right? Yes, absolutely. You knowing where you're starting from, you knowing what influences are contributing to the way that you think and how you respond to people makes a big difference in the choices that you make. So yeah. starting with an increased empathy is a great place to start. And then that helps you strategize. If you're more tuned into what your needs are, to what your clients, what your business needs are, you can make decisions based from that perspective that are in alignment with the goals of your organization or your, your client and make yeah, the changes. Yeah, and I think that that um, is a big, big point when you are able to um, not be reactive. Yes. Because you're set up in your strategies coming in. I think that's a huge, right. um, that's a huge thing because so often we find ourselves reacting instead of being the proactive or the strategy side of things. And um, if you can set yourself up a little bit better coming in. You can, and you become much more responsive to the world around you when you have a little bit more of an internal stability. And that internal stability creates that um, little gap between the action, what's going on in the environment, and then your reaction. And if you react quickly, you usually come from a place of fear, that place of, oh, my God, I've got to do something. Let's do this thing. And it's usually like the, the opposite of what's going on. Where responsive action is more about, here's what's going on. Let me take a second to think about it in the pool of possibilities, which might be the best path to take to get the outcome I want to take. Instead of like, oh, my God, it's what's Nick's best thing to do? Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's that's so key, and and it's super super pivotal in so many people's um, roles that they play. Um, you know, it's your your policies and procedures, right? How are you how are you setting your company, your dot com, your inc? You know what I mean? How your what are whatever you do? How are you? strategizing to handle those problems. And this is a huge, huge tool. I mean, this is a really, really big tool and it's easy <laughs> and it doesn't cost you any money. And it's like, all it is is time and a little bit of effort. And in that you learn how to be much more communicative of what your goals are and that you can step back when what's going on doesn't align with your goals and take note of what you're feeling. You know, how's this hitting me? What's the effect I'm having? Am I scared? Am I nervous? Am I anxious? Am I excited? And make a decision based on not only understanding your emotions, but what's going on in the landscape around you. Yeah. We become better yeah. listeners too. Right. If we can take that second. Yeah. Most of us are so busy planning our next response that we have a hard time listening to what's being said to us. The Isn't meditation that? helps us rest in the communication just long enough to process and respond more authentically. Isn't that true? I mean, that is like, that's huge. Um, depending on 
again, where you're at, you know, are people that are listening to this and watching the replays and whatever, where you're at in your leadership role, how pivotal is it to be a better listener? You know what I mean? To then be able to choose your outcome for the best for your business. Um, and that's, uh, that's huge. You know, that listener part. And, and when you're listening to, you're more present. Yes. Right? Exactly. And being present makes all the difference in the decisions that you make. Again, it's back to that idea of being reactive or responsive. And the best leaders are responsive to the situations that they are in and not reactive to the situations that they're in. Reactivity generally gets you further away from your goal and responsiveness gets you closer to your goals. Yeah. So, you know, we start our day with a little bit of meditation to top off our tank, to refuel our energies, to make us better communicators, better listeners. And then as we go throughout the day, those skills, you know, can stick with us. And then at the end of the day, too, a lot of leaders and business people and, you know, moms in general are exhausted. And we have that, you know, end of the day time, that like four to six, which we tend to call happy hour. And it's a great time instead of reaching for a beer or a glass of wine to replenish your used up energy through meditation again. So a second meditation later in your day, your happy hour meditation is also really, really great restorative practice for all of us. And then you have the, the energy to deal with the rest of your life, which goes on afterward. Yeah, because your day's not done. <laughs> a wife, a mom, and a daughter. You know, a happy hour time. Yeah, you need that. It's like that. It's like that nap in the middle of the day, like that little that little twenty minute nap, just yep. totally rejuvenates you for the next leg of your day. Um, yeah, yeah, because we all know we're not done at six o'clock. <laughs> not done. We're not done. <laughs> So I, I, I guess the, the last piece of that is, you know, even in your meditation practice and in your leadership um, uh, work, remember to be kind to yourself, mm-hmm. that we're our own biggest critics and we're so hard on ourselves sometimes. And as a leader of an organization or a leader in whatever business you're doing, if the expectation or, or the mood you give off is being self-critical, that can become part of the culture of the work that you do. And we don't want that because that doesn't really help anybody. So it sets unrealistic expectations and um, causes more stress. So being kind to yourself encourages others to be kind to themselves. And people who are kind to themselves are good employees, and good clients. And it does change the pattern of how we interact with everyone around us. Yeah, and that's so, it's so evident too. And those of us that, practice meditation, it's easily picked up when we meet new people, whether or not that's a practice of theirs. I mean, it's it's kind of like the unwritten handshake. <laughs> yep, I'm one of them. <laughs> yep. I'm in that, that group. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, it's really interesting how your energy changes, how you're, you know, and it's, it's on a neurological level, isn't it? When you take the time, like the benefits, I mean, you can Google the benefits, but it's like ridiculous, the benefits of meditation, 
you want to run down just a handful of them? <laughs> like, of course. I mean, from the a physiological level, your whole nervous system calms down. You breathe easier. Your heart relaxes. Your blood pressure stabilizes. Insulin levels relax. You sleep better. You communicate better. You have an ease about your day. Your thinking slows down. There's just a, a myriad of physiological benefits. But the one I think about the most is that um, being the calmest person, which is what meditation helps us to do, stay internally calm. But being the calmest person in any situation you go into is a superpower. That if you are the calmest person in a meeting, in the room, in your family, you can make huge differences in the world around you. Just like anxiety, like an anxious person walking into the room, everybody feels it, and their tensions go up. The same thing happens if you can be the calmest person. You can bring the level down. You can make it so that everybody can think and um, work better together. That's, that's a huge superpower, too. You know, um, especially you never know what situations you're going to be in. And if you can be that constant person that um, diffuses that acceleration of a situation, sister, your cape is, you, you know, you're like, you're strapping on your cape and you got your knee socks on and you're looking good and you're, <laughs> yeah, and your superhero outfit there. Yeah, that's brilliant too, because so many times, you know, you just don't even realize, um, how many times you need to diffuse things during the course of your day. And it could be just passing in the hallway and somebody throws you a stack of work here. You need to do this. Right. Right. <laughs> or something that's been ruined for a while. One of the interesting studies they've done is that they have found that in organizations that have tasks to do, like people getting together to hash out some contracts or make some decisions at a board meeting or work together in some way, that the organizations that meditate together first sync up in a way that is not seen without meditation. So they kind of find a way physiologically, mentally, emotionally to work together in a much more productive way. And their productivity goes up, their um, disagreements between each other go down. That's a great, effective business skill. Wow. Wow. How amazing yeah. if every single healthcare provider did that with their office staff or their surgical suites or, right. you know, or nurses or, or every single office environment out there, every corporation, you know, had a mandatory, hey, you clock in at eight o'clock and from eight to eight fifteen, we're in the meditation room and everybody's mandatory to be there. You don't clock and you, in or turn your computer on until 8.15, and that's what we expect. <laughs> right. This is part of what increases productivity. This is how we're right. going to work better together. And there are organizations that are doing it. Oprah will tell you on her TV shows that her um, company meditates, and there's meditation rooms there, and there's meditation rooms at Google and Aetna Insurance, and lots of other big corporations are doing it. Congress even has some meditation um, groups that meet before sessions. How beautiful is that? It is. And school, schools are doing it to help kids. And it just has uh, sports teams. Kobe Bryant is a meditator. Phil Jackson, the coach, is a meditator. 
it's popping up everywhere. It's not just something that these, you know, yogis with beards and long flowing robes are doing. It's modern and it's working because we have the evidence that supports it. Yeah, that's beautiful. And the more, I, I know I just recently um, read an article about detention being replaced in certain schools with yeah. meditation and, and how that is all playing out and they're tracking those kids and their performance levels and their grade scores and all kinds of things because they're implementing that instead of detention. Yeah, right. and it's, it's, uh, it's beautiful. And I think, yeah, I think every, I think their day should start out that way. <laughs> do do meditation instead of recess for the kids. I don't know, but. <laughs> recess and meditation. <laughs> they probably need them both. <laughs> Half and half. I know. I know. Um, Robin's website uh, has some really cool uh, free downloads of meditations. Um, she's at r3meditation.com. She is also um, a recorded meditation. Um, she has recorded meditations on um, Insight Timer. Um, which is an app that you can download on your phone. And if you um, Google either Robin Byrne or R3 Meditation, her meditations will come up, which is really cool. And I know we talked about, do you want to do, do, you want to do our little breath before we go? Do you want to do that and teach us how to do that? Yes. So meditation can take on many different forms. And it can be the silent, quiet meditation that we do for 20 minutes in the morning or five minutes can also be just a little tiny break that we take in our day. And that one of the, my favorite ones to teach to business leaders, it's what's called a victory breath. And it takes only about a minute and you can work up to a minute. Maybe you only want to do 30 seconds. And it's really just a breath. And in this breath work, you take your straight up, right from your shoulder, your palm facing forward. And we breathe in strongly and deeply. And on the inhale, which is a deep inhale, we hold for just a second at the top. And then we exhale very deeply. So it looks something like this. And it's very strong and very deep. And as we're inhaling, we repeat the word to ourselves, victory. And so just holding your hand up, your hand over your chest, inhale deeply. And exhale. And do that for about one minute and um, then go about your day. You want to do it with me for just a minute here? And I'll yeah. just time us maybe for one or two breaths. So yeah. just breathe. Pause and exhale. Breathe in. Pause and exhale. And one more. Breathe in. Pause. Exhale. And just that little movement of the breath brings energy into your body with that intention that we set for victory. Victory is a successful word. It speaks to accomplishment and all that we can do in our day to get where we want to go. But just notice after you finish your breathing if there's been any change as you're body calmer? Is your mind slower? How does it feel? Are you more energized or more relaxed? Just notice. And then go about your day. That's such a beautiful feeling. Like I don't want to, 
I don't want to talk. I want to just feel it. I just want to feel it. It it, it completely um, um, it raises your vibe, but it lowers like your um, your anxiousness or um, yes. For me, it's uh, I I call it like a high strungness and. Um, I get super excited. My energy level, you know, my, not my energy level, my personality is different than yours. And, and um, you know, I feel like I'm a little rabbit sometimes, like just bouncing all over. Um, yeah. So for me, that's super centering, super grounding, super um, coming present. Mm-hmm. And I love that it's the victory. I love Maybe that it's the victory. Anytime you can do a long, slow, deep breath, it tells your body that everything is okay. And it's that same kind of breath that we have as we're falling asleep. So if you want to trick your body into relaxing, do that kind of breath. And your body goes, oh, I know this. This means everything's okay. And we calm down immediately. I love it. I love it. Thank you. I love it. Gosh, you guys, if you're watching the replay of this, we would love your feedback on this victory breath. Um, Again, if you want to find Robin um, and all her fantasticness, um, she's at r3meditation.com. She's also at Insight Timer, um, which is an app that you can download on your phone. I'll put that in here. N-I-S-I-G-T-T-I-M-E-R. Insight Timer. Is that dot com, do you think? I don't remember. No, it's just it's an app, so it's just Insight Timer. Um, I have it on my phone um, also, um, but she's on there. You can search her name and or her R3 meditation um, to find her recorded meditations. And um, I want to thank you so much for being with us today, talking about how to incorporate meditation um, into our leadership roles and how to make us better people, because that's what we're here about. So. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for rearranging your schedule to be with us for our time. And um, blessed day to you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.